Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of High School Not So Much a Musical. I'm your host, Rishi Sinha, and this is part two of our talk with Ravi Amble. In this episode, we'll finish up our conversation about the telehealth industry, and we'll dive into how you guys can get started into it. We'll finish up the interview by talking about the importance of music in managing stress. So let's get right into it. Okay. Okay, yeah. Got it. And, you know, it's great to see that, you know, AI, ML, and data science, they actually have an application in the telehealth industry because, honestly, those are really big buzzwords nowadays, right? Like, if, if anyone, if they could, they love to throw in, you know, AI or ML into, like, anything because, you know, it's a buzzword and it attracts people's attention because of its popularity right now. But I really like how they're it actually is important in terms of telehealth industry. So yeah, that that's great to hear. And um, so I think the high school is listening. If they are interested in joining the telehealth industry, you know, it'd be probably within the next 10, 10-ish years, right? Depending on how old they are, what, what grade they are in high school. So the question I have for you is, what future developments do you envision for the telehealth industry? And how do you plan to contribute to its growth and innovation moving forward? And I know you kind of touched about it um, when, you know, we were discussing, you know, how AI, ML, and data science can be implemented in the telehealth industry. But are there any other future developments that you think will be important in the industry? This is, you know, first of all, I'd like to say that we haven't even put the tip of the iceberg in, yeah. terms, in terms of digital health. There is so much to do specifically in telehealth under the uh -huh. digital health umbrella. Uh -huh. if, you know, if you just take, whether it be very intelligent measuring devices or biometric devices, that yes. area itself is a huge area. One, communication technologies. <laughs> How can you make communication more affordable? Yeah. How can you make communication more available? How can you make communication more secure? Yeah. Huge area. Now, when it comes to centralization of information, you talk about data science here. For appropriate data science tools to be applied, you got to store information intelligently as well. Mm -hmm. What is active storage? What is passive storage? What is archive storage? That itself has huge potential for the younger generation going mm -hmm. forward, or, or, or I would say for the next 15 to 20 years, we're going to oh. see the space. This is, this is getting hotter by the day from the standpoint of necessity. You know, because if yeah. you know, big data started, you know, the hype word big data, everybody started talking about big data 20 years ago. I don't think much has been done about big data even today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll give you an example. If you're an, you're an entrepreneur, you started a company and you got your first salesperson that walked in. Oh. I want, I want to see, okay, there's a level of level of information that started building right, right from the first sales call. Or first, right from let's say R and D, you started developing your application. There is so much of information that got collated, that got sieved, that got consolidated, and it is sitting somewhere. Even uh -huh. you started on day one. I would like to see, like 
even T plus 180, six months down the stretch. Are there any appropriate tools or ways of accessing all the information that has transpired from the from day one to day 180? There are very few information bases. There are very few tools. There are very few entities that are even able to do that. So from the big data standpoint, the opportunity going forward gets even geometrically spiraled because the, the necessity again is huge. And Rishi, healthcare data is the biggest data on the planet. Oh yeah, probably, yeah. The way healthcare information is getting updated every minute of every day, it's a mind boggling number. So, for any data scientist or any any person that is interested in data science, this is a fantastic opportunity. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And now that you know you've talked about where you think the telehealth industry is, or where you think it's heading, or how do you think it can progress? Like, what can we do into the industry to? You know, make it better. You talk a lot about you know communication and whole big data systems or privacy of communication. Um, the next question I have for you is: Let's say um, some of the high schoolers listening, they want to pursue a career in the telehealth industry. What advice would you give to them right now so that they could take and use to maximize their chances of being successful in the industry? And when I ask, you know my guess, you know, questions like this, some of them they'll respond with questions or answers about, you know, what classes they should take or um, others will respond with, you know, what extracurriculars they could do that uh, you think would be the most beneficial for this industry. So what do you think a high schooler should start doing or start looking into if they want to pursue a career in the telehealth industry? Absolutely. Wonderful question. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, I would like to uh, encourage high school students to see opportunities where they can get an internship in a hospital. Okay, yeah. One, uh, or a large clinical system, uh, or mm-hmm. accountable care organization. Let's keep it simple, hospital systems, right? Health okay, systems. Yeah. Now, the other side of it is imaging labs. It's very important that, you know, uh, 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 VRI, for example, that's right by Good Sam here. Uh, stuff, imaging labs. If you can get an internship where people go to get their X-rays, the ultrasounds done, their CAT scan, mm-hmm. MR, PET done, that would be a great experience for high school kids to understand how the healthcare workflow works from a radiology standpoint, from an okay. imaging standpoint, because. One of the things that we need to understand is that is a very high cost ticket item. There, a, a normal CAT scan, you know, a, a normal CAT scan can go, it costs probably about $1,500. If you were yeah. to go and look at a multinodal complex CAT scan, it can go up to $15,000. Yeah. Okay? So there have been multiple situations in you know that I have seen in the journey where people had to refinance their home and lose their homes because they were not able to pay the or make the co-payment 
for these types of radiological examinations. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all I'm trying to say is there is tremendous opportunity as to how we can democratize that part. You know, an average ultrasound exam costs about $600. An average CAT scan MR PET costs anywhere between $1,500 and $2,000. With the insurances that we carry, all of us carry today, it does not cover the entire cost. It perhaps costs about covers about 60 to 70% based on what the normal insurance prices that people can afford, right? So given yeah. that, again, coming strictly from a technology standpoint, there's several, several things to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So how can we democratize? How can we make, first of all, telehealth a lifestyle? How can we make it a lifestyle too? Yeah. I can, how can I put that information in a mobile uh, uh, kind of, uh, uh, maybe in a mobile phone or mobile-like phone, drop it in my holster, walk around, and whenever I need a telehealth session, I'm able to bring it up. Now, if I'm able to access my provider along with my family member and they're able to view my vitals, now, what are we talking about here? We're talking about all kinds of stuff that can go miniaturized going forward. Really miniaturized. I should be able to put some sensors on my body and they get a complete read, all the vitals that they want to measure, and they say, hey, you know what, you're all good, you're ready to party. You know, and after the party, I should be able to get another telehealth session going, make sure that I'm okay after the party. Yeah, so, okay. In other words, in other words, so what I'm trying to say here is, from the standpoint of how can we innovate medical devices? How can we innovate communication methods? How can we innovate more affordable, readily be available, portable storage methods? How can we make this whole thing very secure? Mm-hmm. Security becomes very, very important here because you might have already been reading the news. So many of the patient database bases have been hacked into and it has oh, cost yeah. hospital systems millions and millions and millions of dollars and more importantly the individual personal information has slipped through the cracks and that has led to all kinds of domino effects mm-hmm. so if you take every stage of this you know when it comes to biomedical engineering bioscience biotech huge opportunities yeah. if kids if high schoolers want to get an internship with a Beckton Dickinson a Welch Allen, a Phillips, a Johnson & Johnson, a G. Those are all very, very important. I think that has tremendous potential where they can see the entire healthcare workflow and decide which area they want to go. Two, mm-hmm. documentation, centralization of information. Now, storage companies, starting from, you know, EMC to VMware to, you know, uh, Microsoft itself or Amazon, you know, a tremendous opportunities. Yeah. Can you effectively store, right? Because okay. what mm-hmm. is the cost of storage? If I want to access somebody's patient record, I should be able to access that patient record right away. If I want to mm-hmm. be able to see a patient history that is five years old, I should be able to do that right away. If I want, so if I want to compare patient data and based on that, I want to take a decision, I should be able to do that right away. Mm-hmm. But cloud storage needs to become that much more accessible, affordable, 
secure. Mm-hmm. Communication, communication company. Verizon is doing so much in healthcare now. AT&T is doing so much in healthcare. Every communication provider out there is going towards healthcare because of the amount of information that is being pushed through the pipes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So how innovative can we be? How can we go to the next level in terms of virtual reality now? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, ether technologies. You know, I, I just want to touch upon it. Don't want to kind of complicate the issue, but how can we make this extremely affordable to the common man? Because mm-hmm. bear in mind that there's a very small percentage of people on the planet that can afford a lot of things. Most of the people on the planet cannot afford most of the things. So yeah, okay. Are, if you are able to successfully deliver solutions in a rural environment, urban is moot. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, yeah. So, got it, got it. So now that the high schoolers know, you know, what they could do to, um, you know, get into the telehealth industry, especially, you know, starting now, like you mentioned, you know, internships, even just at a hospital, you know, there's numerous things they can do. Um, so yeah, that, that's really great to hear. And as we are coming in towards the, you know, the end of our podcast, I want to ask you the infamous question of high school, not so much a musical. And it's the question that we ask all of our guests. And it's always the last question. And it is, if you could give any advice to high schoolers, any advice to high schoolers listening, you know, it could be about the telehealth industry, but I know we talked a lot about that. It can be about, you know, just life in general, you know, how you can balance out, you know, stress, maintain like uh, a good, healthy work-life balance, or it can just be about school. It can literally be about anything. Just what advice would you give to the high schoolers listening? Absolutely, please. One of the things, <laughs> you know, uh, one of the things that I've learned in life is not to take myself too seriously. Uh, we all go through different stages. You, you, you know, high schoolers are still young. The kids, they're forming. You're all forming. But uh, music, uh, uh, that's where I come. Music yeah. is a tremendous medium for release. Now, Rishi, you are a rhythm guitar player. You're a guitarist. <laughs> yeah. So, I am sure that you know you're studying something and you're spent a few hours studying and you know you just want to break. You go out, you pick up your guitar, you know, you get on a riff, you play for a little while. Do yeah. you feel a sense of release? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guitar really helps with like you know stressful days. Absolutely, any musical instrument because it's vibrations. Yeah. Those vibrations have a tremendous positive effect on your neural system. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it is. So, you know, there, uh, I introduced, uh, I, you know, uh, uh, when my son was born, uh, I played uh, baby Bach, baby Beethoven, baby Mozart uh-huh. uh, from, from the time he was a few weeks old. Okay, yeah. And, you know, I came up in a family of music where my mom was a very good string instrument player and I got very indifferent. I didn't learn it, man. You know, I, I mm-hmm. used to play on a few strings. I should have, you know, pursued it. I didn't. But then, you know, uh, uh, I got into more singing, this, that, whatever. But the bottom line is music has a tremendous effect 
uh, on us uh, even if somebody is not very uh, uh, you know musically oriented to let's say to play an instrument uh, or they don't have that interest but at least having a good ear to music is extremely extremely helpful um, it lights yeah. up okay. day. it makes you think you enhance your thinking faculty with music yeah. that is that is the bottom line because the vibrations those frequencies those harmonics are very very conducive uh, and enhance your ability to think and makes it all a lot of fun mm-hmm. all right okay got it yeah uh music music honestly has a really big impact on me and it's a pretty big part of my life so it's great to see that you know you agree and you think that not even just playing an instrument but just yeah just not even playing an instrument but just having that ear for music is like very important especially with balancing you know your work and life but also you know just helping out with stress management in general so absolutely yeah. and your perception to life changes exactly right? yeah you know you 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 are kind of inadvertently uh you kind of start thinking okay you know oh what type of music you know different genres and it's like okay what is it why is it like this inquisitiveness and inadvertently you start learning in your own way mm-hmm. right so you read reach a zone in your life where okay this is the type of music i like this is the type of music it's okay or this time of the day i want to this this music depending on my mood i want to listen to this music that becomes so much fun mm-hmm. right but you're at the at the inadvertently we are thinking we're 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 addressing to a lot of things right yeah, yeah. you know right your certain type of music makes you happy certain type of music makes you think certain type of music makes you sad yeah correct so different emotions so everything is about our neural network you know mm-hmm. uh, the mind yeah. mm-hmm. the beautiful thing and we use so much so little of it i think in my humble opinion music helps us use a little bit more of our thinking faculties yeah 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 all right okay so thank you so much ravi you know for taking the time to come on to the podcast i think it was a really great podcast we got to talk about your background how you made it through the telehealth industry and also the advice you would give to high schoolers for both getting into the telehealth industry but also just about managing stress and in terms of music so i just want to thank you one more time for taking the time to come on to the podcast absolutely please thank you so much i would just like to leave it with this mm-hmm. the world needs every all different types of people the world yeah. needs every facet so whatever one chooses to do please do so and what i've learned in my little life is whatever you choose to do give it 200% forget about the results as mm-hmm. long as you realize that you gave it your best shot that's what matters yeah that i completely agree and this honestly wraps up a very great episode of high school not so much a musical and for the high schoolers listening please stay tuned for the next episode and i'll see you guys next time That's our show for today. Now roll the credits. High School Not So Much a Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal, Nitin Jaladanki, and Rishi Sinha. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.